like pop block guys let me just tell y'all we're gonna put this video on because <laughs> i don't know what they doing with how they dancing i'm, I'm dancing for jesus i don't know what them worldly dancers <laughs> hey guys welcome to the mary and martha podcast where we gather weekly to concentrate commune contemplate and celebrate how god's word guides us Oh my God. On how to live in power and purpose filled lives. Oh, I'm Christina. We didn't announce ourselves in the last episode. I think the people know who we are. No, they don't. We may okay, have new girl. people. All right. Well, okay. We have new people all the time. Alrighty. Well, my name is Keisha. <laughs> as short for Shug Keisha. And my name is Shug Keisha because God knew he was going to make me develop the blackestest, Christianestest <laughs> podcast <laughs> with Christina Masseau. <laughs> that was a great, yeah. it was a great little transition. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, you know, well that was cute. We've been doing this for that a little bit. That was cute. We've been doing this for a little bit <laughs> anyway uh if you did not know uh jesus the holy one jesus our living savior mm-hmm. the one and only jesus mm. the christ mm. his actions and interactions Hallelujah. reflected that women are dignified worthy and and <laughs> qualified <laughs> to walk in the glory that he placed before us let me tell you about this oh glory my God. this glory <laughs> what was that pop <laughs> i already told them it was the black assist <laughs> okay this glory that he placed before us is something that he saw in each and every woman okay yep. he looked at us and he saw glory all mm. right if we had a john legend glory clip we could just put it right there glory. you know that's that's one of my favorite songs of his just the way he sang it the, the musicality of that song whew, takes me places anyway that glory <laughs> and the recognition of that glory in all of us is the intention that we build upon mm. in this little space developed by Michelle Obama. Amen. Okay, if you guys didn't know, her biceps created the internet. Um, and biceps. we're very yes, it did. <laughs> have, you seen them? have you seen them? All right, <laughs> so guys, our one and only first lady. All right, well that now that is true. <clears throat> the so, forever first lady. Yes. Come hang out with us, and um, maybe one day Michelle will come on the podcast. Hey, Mish, yes. yes. that into that. Auntie Shelley. Like, however you want to be addressed. She's gonna be like, please do not Miss refer so- to me as Mish, Auntie <laughs> Shelley. <laughs> I'm or like, Michelle, Miss, Mrs. Obama, Obama. Mrs. Mrs. Obama awesome. She is from Chicago. She will pop me. Like <laughs> I so. know she will. That's a black mama. You remember when Maya Angelou told this little girl, "You do not have the right, right. to call me Maya." <laughs> and I was like, "Is that my grandmother? Is that my grandmother talking?" Child. So come hang out with us every Thursday. Um, we are on all of your favorite podcasting apps: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, etc. Um, also, come hang out out with us on Instagram at Mary Martha Podcast, and come hang out with us um via email we love getting you guys's um emails and your dms like they're really encouraging and people don't know how much of a second job this is to do a podcast like it's not as easy as it looks and when you guys do send us encouragements that really um just helps us keep fueling the fire so we appreciate that so remember um to like and subscribe as well because that is your way of sharing the gospel so church announcements what we got for the church announcements Keisha so for the church announcements this week it's the same ones as the ones the last two weeks no it's not minus one <laughs> the uh but the one that has been consistent is that Erica St. Bernard is here with us all month yeah she is the owner and operator of your life's well LLC that's y-o-u-r-l-i-f-e-s-w-e-l-l you can find her at www.yourlifeswell.com if you want to talk to her because you have loved Loved Love. all of the things that she's been talking Child. about these past two weeks. We've and loved now it. Going into this third week, then you can email her, Erica, E R I C A, at yourlifeswell.com. 
<laughs> that shade that I was throwing to Christina yes. because uh, I hate she tried to blame <laughs> me why for the misspelling. Why are you the, telling our inside friend stuff? For the misspelling Ooh, of Erica's she- name as if Erica's not my friend. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know who did, clearly, who did that. Clearly, this is something that her and Jason specialize in. Okay, let me just throw more shade that way. That. Yep, that's right. First of all, that's don't right, shade, Jason. Don't shade past this. That's right, Jason. I have Jesus. not forgotten. Okay. But I'm let me get back Jesus. to the wonderful church announcement. Oh, so Erica has been with us. She is a licensed yes. therapist. She she's knows awesome. what she's doing. Her company is three years old, but she's been practicing for seven years. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what seven is? Yes. You know what the seven is? Seven That's is. right. That's yes. what it is. That's what it is. Yes. So you better get yours while we get ours. Let me also do <laughs> <What>? another. <laughs> I'm saying get your help while we get our help. All of these, yes. you know, I've been over here taking notes. Okay. Um, the other thing that I want to do, um, you know, there's a special young lady that I know. She um, ice skates on my last nerve. (laughs) Ice skates. But I love her to I love her to life. Her name is Christina Michelle Jones. Formerly Christina Michelle Brooking. That's how I met her. Okay, we've known each other for about a decade now. And I would like to wish her a happy birthday week. That is right. Very, very excited. So glad for her life and her ministry and her spirit. Amen. And I'm done saying nice things. Let's move into the Mary or Martha moment. I'm catching up to Keisha. You know, every you know, I'm trying to chase after her age wise. (laughs) (laughs) Chase after her. Uh, if I wasn't with child, I ninety nine and a half won't do. Lord, I'm running, right now. trying to get one hundred before. Let's move <laughs> on to our Mary or Martha moments Mary or of Martha. the week. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about mine. Mm. Okay, mine is neither a Mary or Martha moment because <laughs> who knows what I'm gonna do with my time? Let me tell you what I'm not doing with my time. Going into the office no more. Oh, that sounds awesome, actually. Give him praise. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you what I don't have to do when I don't have to go in the office. I don't have to get fully dressed right mm-hmm. i could just take a shower and put back on what i had on before i got in the shower anybody ew. else weird like first That's of all ew. i'm clean when you don't know how many times i shower mm-hmm. there's not enough time for me to get dirty i'm you my bet. mother's child okay baby's gonna throw up on you okay well obviously and that is not you. something i would anyway for those of you who wear house <laughs> dresses you feel me all we do we lotion down, which um, already makes me sweaty and breathless. <laughs> and then we put on one item of clothing. It is a house dress mm. that is going to be my life going forward. And we praise the good Lord. Neither America. Where do you Martin buy Martin. house dresses from? Yeah, so I just wear my regular maxi dresses in the oh. house. So they're not actually house like dresses. Actually, okay. They're outside dresses that I wear inside that makes them a house dress. Because I have like pajama dresses. Mm-hmm. I don't. And they're like, they come with like ropes. So you can buy them at like Marshalls, mm-hmm. but they're not long. They're like short. Mm. Now, which one of us is older again? Right. Pajama dresses. Uh, are you turning 34 okay, let's move right along. or are you turning 74? <laughs> My Lord. First of all, don't, don't come for talk, me. Don't come talk for about me. your Mary or Martha moment. So my Mary Martha moment is I am also not in the office because at this time I'll probably on a plane to Bangkok hallelujah shout out to jason jones uh for an amazing birthday trip that you know we got i actually bought this months ago but because i buy flights before i pick where i'm going so i'm a part of this like uh this like little email list where they send you really great flight deals so we bought this flight for 600 hundred dollar round trip to thailand 
Praise God. So if you want to know what the uh, Flight Club thing is, you can email us at marymarthapodcast at gmail.com. Tell us why you love the podcast, and then maybe I'll send you the uh, the little information. See, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's an incentive. See that? Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Look at you. So, Erica, what's your Mary Martha moment? <laughs> so my Mary moment, um, actually, no, it's a Martha moment, is that I am working on my writing project. Mm. I hesitate to say what the project is because I've been saying what it is and I've not been writing. So if mm. I say writing project, you can say it on the podcast because them are twenty seven thousand downloads plus will like hear you and then hold you accountable. Yes, wow. I'm did you just did you just flex? She did. Oh, she probably flexed. thirty thousand by she now. Flexed. But yeah, like, okay. Flexed. Can you big chill? Time. <laughs> big time flex. If, if you want accountability, <laughs> yes. oh, our tribe will hold you oh, accountable. <laughs> so yeah, I do need the tribe to hold me accountable. I'm working on a book project. Yeah, um, a self published book. Um, hold on, stick a pen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stick up in here uh, uh, we're yeah. not having a because personal time how come, how come I wh- why am I finding out on the podcast so because ma'am get out your feelings yeah. keep moving okay we'll All talk right. offline <laughs> you know how emotional pregnant people get I know so we'll, I'm, we'll I'm gonna be over now. here no I'm we'll gonna, talk offline I'll be hand. over here we'll talk offline I just wanna be present you know with my emotions catch flights not feelings I just bloop wanna, um, you, you know, know what okay so yeah so my Martha moment that's what the young people say now you're young again now you're a young person again I redeemed myself now she's back so Good yeah, word. that's my Martha moment. But that is really exciting. That's I'm exciting. Excited. I'm okay. excited. Yes. That's fine. I'm going to get the details off the podcast. Yes. I'm going to kick Christina out the room because Christina <laughs> is not a real friend. So why don't we jump into yeah, the group chat? how mean she is to me. I was, I was nice earlier well, when I said something about the birthday. Go ahead. Go ahead. All I'm, right. Th- go ahead. Let's jump right into the group chat of the week. As you all know, we've been discussing um, how our focus is shifting in 2020. Mm. Um, and that focus is shifting on the clarity, having clarity in what God wants us to accomplish Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, identifying those obstacles that um, are preventing us from becoming our best selves, but not just identifying it, but also talking about the tools to overcome it. So we talked about anxiety in the first one. Um, we talked about trauma tools in the second one. Mm-hmm. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome yep. and we're doing it under this um, umbrella of Christianity and counseling, mm-hmm. which is what we two of our favorite things. So as you all know, you guys fed us some great topics on what you wanted us to talk about related to mental and emotional wellness. And so we narrowed it down very, very difficultly, <laughs> but we did. That's right. I said difficultly. We narrowed it down to five topics so like I said we've talked about anxiety we've talked about trauma tools today we're talking about imposter syndrome Uh, next week we are going to be talking about depression and then we're going to end it on a high note because Mm -hmm. we're also going to talk about joy Mm. joy and the wonderfulness of that so um, just a reminder we have brought Erica here as a professional because we're not professionals in this space Mm-mm. okay um, but we are professionals who recognize the need for professionals that's why Erica is here um, but I just want to remind you that just because she's here and sharing wonderful excellent amazing information with us this is not intended to serve as a substitute for therapy all right mm-hmm. have your own salvation have your own therapist all right let's get it popping let's talk about imposter syndrome take us away Christina what is imposter syndrome, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something other than that. No, you told me not to touch it anymore. So what is imposter oh, syndrome, Lord. Erica? All right, I could have done that. All right, Erica, let's shift it I'm to Erica. It away. All right, we, we start every, we've started every week with some sort of clinical definition that we can mm-hmm. wrap our minds around. So talk to us a little bit about a clinical definition for imposter syndrome. So I won't, know that, won't say that it's clinical because imposter syndrome is not in the diagnostic and statistical manual for oh, mental okay. illnesses, but it is definitely something that has gained a lot of traction and has not it's not a new thing it's not mm-hmm. a new phenomenon right. it's been around since 1985 mm-hmm. which is interesting um 
because it's gotten more play certainly within the last five to 10 years or so. I've heard Mm -hmm. much more buzz around imposter syndrome, but it is identified as a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments Mm -hmm. and have a persistent and often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Mm. Mm. The thing to note is that this is not an actual disorder. It's not actually diagnosable. Like you wouldn't go see a therapist and they diagnose you with imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. But this is just one of those things that we kind of in colloquial language just kind of say, girl, it's imposter syndrome. Okay. This ability to identify the fact that we, um, you know, so the woman, um, Pauline Rose Clance, points out this notion of um, the imposter phenomenon. And she speaks about it in terms of perfectionism, which is sometimes the root of things or where we might mm-hmm. see people who are perfectionists, people who are finishers, people who are type A and everything has to be in its place and done in an appropriate time frame and all those things tend to struggle a bit more with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an enorm- inordinate fear of failure, the refusal to take credit for your accomplishments, mm-hmm. feelings of guilt about success, which can be particularly burdensome to women whose success is atypical among family and friends. So this idea that you are thriving, you are soaring, you are grinding, right? Especially Mm -hmm. as we think about our own generation. There have been some strong and amazing women in our lives, and sometimes their professional pursuits, um, as hard as they've worked, have not yielded them the same type of returns that ours Mm -hmm. have in this generation. And so Mm -hmm. it may feel like Mm -hmm. I'm leaving them behind or some of those things that we kind of sometimes wrestle with. And so this idea that these feelings and thoughts, though, can lead to increased um, degrees of stress which could manifest in terms of anxiety and or depression Mm. and so we need to be mindful when we are experiencing some imposter syndromes to kind of tap in and make sure we are attentive to self-care and making sure we're managing ourselves well so that we don't have further issues let me tell you this is like so the reason why I wanted to talk about this one on my birthday week is this is something that I've actually struggled with is imposter syndrome and um, and I think as you raise your hand (laughs) I feel like this is definitely something that black women can relate to Yes. Or really, honestly, all women yeah. can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and one of the things is we were uh, we do our research on our episodes is I came across a woman named Dr. Valerie Young who wrote a book called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. So one of the things she has at the beginning of the book is she has a series of questions where if you um, or, or actually I'm going to ask three three of the questions that she asked and I want you to say out loud um, if it's a yes or a no. So if you're in your car, cool. If you're at home, cool. Um, do you agonize over even the smallest flaws in your work? Mm. Are you crushed by even constructive criticism, seeing it as evidence of your ineptness? When you do succeed, do you secretly feel like you fooled them again? And one, one more. Do you worry that it's just a matter of time before you're found out? child mm. now she says dr young says if you've answered yes to any of these questions you may have imposter syndrome mm. um so there are five different types of imposter syndrome that she talks about erica just talked about one of them the perfectionist they have such high expectations for themselves that even small mistakes will make them feel like fail, a failure which is definitely for me one of my issues um being transparent Um, between that one and another one she talks about called the natural genius they're used to things coming easily so when something is too hard or they don't master it on the first try they feel shame and self-doubt so for me it really comes in because like we talked about before competition like judging myself against other people is one of my strengths um, for strength finders so if I do something and I don't get a gold star the first time sometimes I'm like oh my god I shouldn't do this anyways Mm-hmm. or like maybe I'll try it again but if by the second time I master it I'm putting it down I'm walking away I'm taking my ball I'm going home and I think um, as women we hold ourselves to these 
unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. or unrealistic standards and we don't set proper boundaries for ourselves and we want to compare ourselves to where other people are mm-hmm. at other points in their lives that a lot of times this imposter shows up by like Satan really telling us you're not really as smart as mm-hmm. they think you are mm-hmm. or you're not going to be able to be really successful because they're going to find out that you're a fraud and then you're going to be embarrassed and then everybody's going to laugh at you it's really a feeling that's more internal than external mm-hmm. sure yep. so that's my the feeling of not being enough so this takes me you didn't finish all five. Oh, I'm sorry my bad oh you're right you're right you're right, you you're right. Like, so the perfectionist mm-hmm. Um, the superwoman, Superman. So they put in longer hours, never take days off, and must succeed in all aspects of life to prove that they are the real deal. Mm-hmm. The natural genius, they are used to doing things coming easily. So when something is too hard, oh, I said that already, or they don't master on the first try, they feel shame and self-doubt. See, the Lord has that out there for somebody who's listening to this. You think you're the natural mm-hmm. genius, so that's why I said it twice. The soloist, they don't like to ask for help. So when they do, they feel like a failure or fraud or the expert. They continuously seek out additional certifications or trainings because they feel as though they will never know enough to be really qualified. So that's from um, Dr. Young's book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Can Women. I put one more in? Because <coughs> I don't, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I don't know that it kind of falls in here. But like for the people who um, have an opportunity to do something that they've always wanted to do. And as soon as the opportunity presents itself, they no longer feel mm-hmm. good enough to be able mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that falls into that. Mm-hmm. But that's the one that I will suffer from Mm -hmm. you know like i there are certain things i do very regularly as a part of my practice Mm -hmm. but if it's a difference between doing it in front of 50 people versus doing it in front of 1500 people Mm -hmm. even though it's the same thing i'm doing for some reason the new context Mm -hmm. makes me feel like Mm -hmm. i can't i'm I'm not i'm no longer qualified to do it Mm -hmm. sure and i think the thing that is interesting about um valerie young's work is that I don't know how much it accounts for black women, but I could see this running the, the, this theme of each of these types of imposter syndrome kind of running through the packaging of the strong black woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Right. Because there's this tendency to be, you know, be perfectionist, to stay, to go in early, stay longer, to yep. never take time off, to work ourselves into the mm-hmm. ground, to never ask for help, to, never ask mm-hmm. for help, to yep. you know, doubt ourselves, to feel like if it didn't come first or the first time, then maybe yep. we shouldn't do it. And then to feel like, I need 18 you know, million degrees. Right, exactly. <laughs> Let me go back and get this other trainer. Let me do right. this other certification. And so I think there's, it's important for us to think about not strong womaning ourselves to death. Oh my God. Right, this yeah. whole strong black woman mentality. Or allowing so society to strong, to strong woman, us woman us to, to death. death. Yeah. Yes, we can, you know, we can wave, wave a white flag mm-hmm. in faith and say mm-hmm. that God's desire is that I take better care of mm. myself. That's, right? what, that's good. That's, yes. The white flag of faith. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be surrender like I'm, I'm mm. you know, failing. It's like, no, nah, this is this is a yeah, flag of, of faith for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So this all makes me think about the story of David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when David was gully. <laughs> gully. Oh, God. Gully. I must have been half sleeping on this. When David was gully and wanted to fight Goliath um, and then Saul gave David Saul's armor to wear. So we're going to come out of First Samuel 17. 31 to 39 in the Christian Standard Bible. So <clears throat> let me get you, let me set a little bit of context too. So we're picking it right up when David was talking trash basically and about how, why is this uh, 
why is this giant? I was like something else. Why is this giant um, over here mocking the Israelite people? So David was saying that and picking up what David said was overheard and reported to Saul. So he, Saul, had David brought to him. David said to Saul, don't let anyone be discouraged by him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. But Saul replied, you can't fight this Philistine. You just a youth. And he has been a warrior since he was young. David answered Saul, your servant has been tending his father's sheep. Whenever a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb from the flock, I went after it. I struck it down and rescued the lamb from its mouth. Gang, gang. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> if it reared up against me, I would grab it by its fur, strike it down and kill it. Your servant has killed lions and bears. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Then David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul had his own military clothes put on David. He put a bronze helmet on David's head and had him put on armor. David strapped his sword on over the military clothes and tried to walk, but he was not used to them. I can't walk in these, David said to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off. Took them right off. <clears throat> took them right off. So David was the forgotten shepherd boy son of Jesse. David was a good shepherd and was willing to keep his sheep by any means necessary. And let's compare him to Saul, which we know back in episode 43, tall, which rich and handsome wasn't really good at being a shepherd. So he didn't know about how to keep his flocks together. Um, but David went to take some bread to his brothers on the battlefield and saw this big giant taunting the Israelites. David was feeling real gully like, man, I can take him. David started talking trash and got back to Saul. David was adamant about fighting Goliath. So Saul put his armor on David sometimes we have these expectations that we put on ourselves and they don't fit us or that we let other people put on us and they don't fit us and then in those times we do feel like an imposter mm -hmm. because we're wearing things that aren't made for us that aren't fit for us so a lot of times we have to look at what are other people trying to put on us versus what what do we already have what are the skills we already have mm -hmm. David told Saul, look, I, you know, I have my tools that I use to fight these lions and bears. And Saul was trying to give him something that David ain't even say that's what I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. David didn't or say this what, is what, what I he needed. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Right. And so we let other people put these expectations on us. And then we wonder why sometimes we feel like we are having imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. If your goal in life is, hey, I want to be a chef. I want to be the best chef ever. Let's say that, you know, the food that you make, everybody and mama come to your house for Christmas dinner because they know it's delicious. But your parents are like, you should go be a doctor. But you're like, no, I really mm -hmm. want to be a chef. Sure. But you're listening to other people and you are in med school and you are miserable. Mm -hmm. You have let Saul put on the wrong armor on you and you wondering why you're not able to fight the way you really should be. So not all of us have that situation or have that experience, but most of us, especially uh, our high performing black woman friends and us really feel like there are times when we are sitting in rooms with people and we mm -hmm. don't we may not look like everybody else. And sure. we feel like we're not supposed to be here mm -hmm. or we feel like we have on the wrong armor. Or we feel like we have the wrong tools with us. But really, we have to look at ourselves and say, OK, what are the tools that I've been gifted with? What is what are the things that got me into this room? Mm -hmm. Because it's sure. the things that got me into this room or the things that are going to keep me in this room sure. when I start putting on other 
other people's armors to match what they look, what they sound like, what their friendships are. It, that doesn't fit on me. Right. Like, I have to know who I am like David and know what works for me. Sure. So, Keisha, when was the time when you felt like an imposter? Okay, so my my imposter syndrome kind of manifests specifically in the way that you were just talking about. I, um, I, I very much recognize that I'm successful at what I do because I'm unique in the way that I approach what I do. Mm. That being said, if I go into a context of people where I am the only, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which as you know, in the legal field, <laughs> it's run by a white man. Not us, mm-hmm. Not us at all. Um, I work in a particular field within the legal field that also is uh, lacking in us, uh, <laughs> us, both on the practitioner side and on the client side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'm in black spaces, I feel most able to mm-hmm. give my presentations in my very black Jamaican. I make certain <laughs> references. I'm, you know, doing all these sort of sure. things. But I had to give a presentation re- recently. I had to give a talk to a group of intellectuals, all of whom were white. Mm. And that imposter syndrome hit really, mm-hmm. really, really hard, even though I knew exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And Joseph had to talk me off the ledge because he was like, you know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. This is not mm-hmm. new to you. Mm-hmm. Don't let the context shift like your ability to shine or mm-hmm. to um, be confident. Don't let the context affect your confidence yeah. is yeah. basically yeah. what he had to tell me. And so um, that that's my imposter syndrome sits in that because I very much I consider myself to be an intellectual Mm -hmm. but i went to present to a group of intellectuals and then all of a sudden felt like i wasn't anymore that was that's that's how mine kind of manifests it happened what about you so mine is definitely also in the workplace um as well i feel like um so i feel like that's the thing for black women i think ours very much manifest in the workplace yeah Mm -hmm. and um it's not that even though we're the most educated group of people ever in According America to statistics and and even though um so in her book she talks about men have the same kind of imposter syndrome but they manifest it differently and like when I actually asked Jason I was like do you have imposter syndrome he was like absolutely mm-hmm. so and especially even a color mm-hmm. yeah yes. I think that yeah but they like suppress it because it's, mm-hmm. it's it's just it shows up differently in them they're supposed to be here and but there are fewer us, spaces for them to talk about it or to yeah. acknowledge that it's right. a thing right yeah exactly yeah. But we're vocal we be talking about our own podcast Oh, episodes. Right. So for me, it um it came up when I testified before the DC Council recently about safe passage. And even though this is, I've, I've been a prosecutor for eight years. Like I'm going, to, I'm we're going upon our tenth year of being lawyers, and this is something I can talk about in my sleep. Mm-hmm. But it was still just I was sitting on, um, and when I was testifying, it was all the government ex mm-hmm. quote unquote experts, white man, white woman, and little old curly hair black me. Mm-hmm speaking before two white council people so i was literally the only black person talking about little black children yep mm-hmm. in dc mm-hmm. and how we need to keep them safe and yet no somehow you and still yet somehow you, you felt, felt like, like the imposter that wasn't your place yeah oh my isn't that crazy that, you, I, you know what that right there <laughs> that, right there. that right there it just hit didn't it That's it crazy. did yeah. it did so um you know but i had to tell myself you know what i've been doing this for eight years i know this work i'm actually doing the work and my boss trusted me to get up here and speak and you know i wrote my testimony i had my testimony edited by like five different people so this like we're good like we're good so really it's just for me it's about 
coaching myself and talking myself mm-hmm. up and like you know what we get this mm-hmm. like even if your leg is gonna be shaking under the table you're gonna be fine even if your lips are starting to get dry and your mouth is little, it's, it's gonna be fine you gonna talk baby. it's a okay you gonna you gonna be good anyway so that's kind of how I like navigate going through imposter syndrome so Erica how do we how what are some tips to navigating imposter syndrome for our listeners and us I think the first thing is to acknowledge that (laughs) to acknowledge that it is is a thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because I think the trick of the enemy is to cause us to think that we are overthinking things and that like this is not really a thing or this is not a big deal and so while it's not a clinical diagnosis right it is still something that could be crippling us Mm. could be keeping us bound right and so in in transparency the reason my writing project is not done is because of um, imposter syndrome Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm like who am I to write a book about black relationships Mm. As if you you don't Except I've been married for 14 (laughs) years to a black man. I'm a black black. woman. And I'm a therapist (laughs) for black couples. Like, what am I doing, right? But this idea, again, it is usually the things that, that's the whole notion of imposter syndrome is Mm -hmm. that you are doing the daggone thing Mm -hmm. that you are somehow afraid of doing or being found out for doing when you're doing it well already, right? Like, I have clients who refer people to me because of the great work that I do. Mm -hmm. So for me to assume that I don't know enough to write a book about it, like, why is that the case? But that is the reality, right? So this idea of acknowledging first that it is a thing and then second I think the other thing too is to one of the things my therapist had me do because I'm a therapist who sees a therapist because mm-hmm. I value mm-hmm. the work of therapy mm-hmm. praise yep. the Lord and she probably sees a therapist she sees she a therapist, sees a therapist, therapist. too Hello. exactly yep. and so that's how you know you, you got a good one if they yep. if they go to therapy then they probably are a pretty decent therapist but this idea of um, she has a whiteboard in her office which I've now adopted I have a whiteboard in my office too and she asked me about like my 2019 and she's like so what have you accomplished and I was like yeah I mean just a little bit of stuff here and there she's like no really let's write it out and I tell you when my list of things accomplished accomplishments, mm. things that I wanted to do, things that I only thought of just for a moment were mm-hmm. placed on that whiteboard for me to see. It just That's became good. so real. This That's idea good. that I had been shortchanging myself. I had mm-hmm. been telling myself that I hadn't mm-hmm. done enough yet or needed more years of practice mm-hmm. or all the things that the imposter syndrome kind of definition speaks to. So it's writing it out, writing out mm-hmm. this and keeping. So I said write out and keep a growing list. Right. So don't yeah. just close the page, but like place it somewhere where you'll see it, whether it's a vision board or a vision wall or just on your mirror with dry erase markers. Don't mm-hmm. use Sharpies. Um, Wait, can I say this for you? For you go. Sure. Can. So what I would love to see is this week on social media, I'll put a prompt out there. But if everybody can literally in your just in your stories or if you don't feel comfortable send us a dm right run through your resume in 2019 all the Mm -hmm. great things that you have done Mm because we want to hear about it and we want to for for those of you guys who feel comfortable we want to repost it so other people Mm -hmm. can be inspired by what's going on and just know that we're all regular regular girls Mm -hmm. but we all have things that we can be proud of in 2019 absolutely and specifically through the power of the holy spirit yes because there's so much that we've been able to accomplish Mm -hmm. which yes it's a part of who we are and mm-hmm. the skills that we bring it's also because we were chosen yes. Yep. Yes. to carry out that yeah. purpose you and there's, bring it there should be Jesus, there man. should be a confidence <laughs> yes. in that and scripture says that it is God who gives us the power to obtain wealth and yes. so even if it's not a financial wealth this mm-hmm. wealth that we're able to create and then give to the world in mm-hmm. terms of resources in terms yeah. of the work we do and the way we show up yes absolutely mm-hmm. it is God who does mm-hmm. it so yes so being able to write out that list and keep a running log of things um then also to make sure that we're intentional about the people that are around us because we need mm. safe spaces Child. where we can be honest about the fact that today I felt like a fake. I felt like a fraud. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were about to see my slip hanging or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. really. To be in a space where you, right, you know, show your school, slip. Show your <laughs> slip, right? To be slip. able to have a space where your ship can sh- your slip can show and somebody can yeah. let you know, but then they can do it in love. And so a way mm. that you are able That's to, um, you know, I think about, you know, that you've seen that meme or something on social media that says um, every strong woman is or has like a, a hype crew in her group 
chats, yep. right? Oh, yes. Who were like hyping her up before yep. the big oh, yes. event or the before group the chats. thing, right? Mm-hmm. The group chats, chats are where black that, women thrive. Yes, right. So this idea. <laughs> That's why that, the segment is called the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hello. So being intentional to make sure that you are making time, though, for your group. Yeah. So yes. that you can real have meaningful chats. Because yeah. if not, you know, we get so caught up in doing the work and excelling and thriving mm-hmm. and grinding that we forget to connect to the grassroots space that allowed yeah. us to be who we are in terms of connected, um, connected black women. So making yeah. sure we're doing that. Um, so then we're in that space, not just hyping each other, but celebrating the wins, great mm-hmm. and small. Because I think a big, another big piece of success is that we expect it to be you know, a complete package mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that, like, even with a writing project or with um, the brief that you had to do, you know, at the, um, for the Her DC testimony. course, testimony, mm-hmm. thank you, um, or any other thing, your presentation um, mm-hmm. on estate planning, each of those things is not, you know, one, you know, a created final product immediately there are smaller pieces there's the research phase there's the writing phase then there's the Uh presentation phase and so this idea that our success has these parts and so we can be mindful to celebrate along the journey of the parts that lead to the whole sometimes we're like holding our breath until we walk across the stage or until we get to the next milestone and the reality is each of these smaller parts is a part of the whole Mm. and it's important that we celebrate the other thing is to create or recite a mantra Mm. And it can be scripture based if we are, mm-hmm. you know, speaking, speaking faith and speaking words of God over our lives. Um, but to be mindful, to think about I am here because I belong here. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I've been chosen by God. Yeah. I'm here because he stamped me. He sealed mm-hmm. me like I'm he's he's got me here for such a time as this. Right. So mm-hmm. finding those verses of scripture and using them verbatim or gleaning from them, something that helps you to stay connected into mm. the, in the moment. Um, and then just making sure that we're mindful of the fact that we have done it we, we, we've done it most yeah. of the things that we think we can't do there's proof that we can mm-hmm. if we just look back and so that's why that list of accomplishments and the list of successes is really important because when you start to doubt yourself you can pull that up on your phone you can pull that up on your computer and remind yourself that oh no mm. for real but I did this and yeah. I did this and yeah. I did yeah. this and oh my gosh I'm working on this and then that reminds you of the things you forgot to write on the list mm-hmm. as you're looking at the list and so mm-hmm. this idea that you got this constant growing list and then you're also being prayerful always obviously about you know this imposter syndrome like God I'm really feeling like I'm shaking in my boots and I'm yeah. trusting you I had a, one little story to share a friend of mine many years ago her daughter was 8 then she's probably 12 now whatever but she was talking about a little girl going to the spelling bee and being really afraid um, spelling bee or some type of oratory presentation oratory mm-hmm. and she was really shaking in her boots and she was really struggling and really not she was lacking confidence and her mom was like well you've practiced you're ready you'll mm-hmm. do it so the little girl gets on stage and she knocks everybody out of their seats like Mm -hmm. she's amazing right Mm -hmm. and so her mom and dad were like you were so amazing that is amazing we're so proud of you you did it and you were brave and you weren't afraid and she said oh no and her mom said what do you mean and she said I did it afraid Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and this idea that so often we don't do the thing we don't finish the thing we don't start the thing we don't share mm-hmm. with a person that we want to do a thing mm-hmm. because we're afraid that somehow they'll hold us accountable but the reality is they will hold us accountable to fulfill the greatness that is within us yeah and so this idea of doing it afraid and trusting that because we are daughters of the most high god Mm -hmm. we will be successful because his name is on us he will allow us to use our imperfect Mm -hmm. vessels right he'll use imperfect Mm -hmm. vessels to bring about this amazing product that will benefit not just us but the people connected to us and so this opportunity to again be mindful and he ain't Um, embarrassing himself no (laughs) he like my name out there Exactly. Let me help you. Let me show myself. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Thank you. Step aside. I got power made perfect in weakness. Hello. Yes. Hello. Amen. Hello. Grace is sufficient. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I love this because I think that um, a lot of times when we're dealing with this whole idea of imposter syndrome, we really 
being intentional about we love to talk about doing it scared but when you talked about i really like this idea of the the mantra Mm because it reminded me of the you belong here program that you do oh i belong here i belong here (laughs) well i mean you be talking to the kids so they belong here you know what i'm saying but yeah but i i I like that idea of that mantra Mm -hmm. i know that i have a prayer that i do when i'm scared Mm. so it's not necessarily like a Mm -hmm. mantra it's a, a scripture that i just say before i go and do something i have no idea what i'm about to do or i feel like i have mm-hmm. no idea what i'm about to do so that centers sure. me yeah but sure. i really like this idea of creating or mm-hmm. reciting a mantra and maybe that's something we need to start doing in mm-hmm. our own lives i like that yes. yes all right so let me take us into our power mm-hmm. prayer for the week thank you holy god mm-hmm. for the ability to talk about the things that matter the most to us god thank you god for the ability to be vulnerable in these safe spaces um, that we've created. Yes, Thank God. you, God, for the conversations, the necessary conversations um, that reveal even the most precious parts of us mm-hmm. um, and the things that we're afraid to talk about. Um, thank you for giving us the boldness of David mm-hmm. to say that um, this giant before us will not defeat us. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are so grateful, Lord, for the purpose that you've put in us for us to remember that even as we move forward into the unknown, even as the context of our lives change, that your power remains consistent. And so we know that we can do all things through you who strengthens us. And so when we begin to fall into this idea that we are imposters, we remember that we're not imposters. We're actually royalty. Mm -hmm. God, we're Mm -hmm. sons and daughters of the most high. And that's the identity we need to walk in this life with. So thank you, God, for the reminder. And for the tools that help to continue to remind us about all the ways that you have made in our own lives, God, help us to be grateful for both the small and big moments, Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. help us to even be grateful for the tough moments because they show us who you are within us for your power is absolutely made perfect in our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So thank you, God, for how you have worked in and through us and how you will continue to bring out your greater purpose within us. So we ask that you would keep us safe as we go and perform in your name throughout this week god uh don't let us embarrass you because we love you dearly in (laughs) jesus name we pray amen amen Amen. so thank you for tuning in to another episode of mary martha podcast remember Remember. (laughs) we all have a part to play in the kingdom of god so like the woman in mark 14 8 do Do what what you can can. see you next next week week. (laughs) mary and martha